sports report when I was in media school. We was just trying to get it off the ground. So I hit him up. And I was like, yo, do this interview for me. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, give me some more cred. So he came on, did an interview. I still got the interview. It was real nice. Um, That's really cool. But uh, we grew up. We didn't grow up together. But we used to play on the same AAU basketball teams um, in, in, in Columbus uh, when, when I was out here in high school. Um, and then he went over to OU. And then I used to go down to the games and things like that. And you know what I'm saying? You had a son, uh, Gary Train Jr., and he was been a dog forever. And then you see what he did at Duke. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he, he's been killing it in the summer league, dog. He's been banging. Like, he's been showing a lot more. You know, he was a second-round draft pick, but he got guaranteed more money than some of these guys that were getting drafted in the first round. Nice. Um, so he's been balling. He's averaging about 17 a game in the summer league, and he's looking real good because, you know, the knock on him was he was just pretty much a shooter, not really athletic, but he's really playing good. Uh, creating his own shot. He's already got a wicked jump shot. His dad was an inside player because his dad, when his dad was with the Mavs, he was a dog because he left Portland when they had all them boys, Jermaine O'Neal, Rasheed Wallace, Scottie Pippen, uh, all them guys, Ruben Patterson, uh, Damon Stoudemire, Rod Strickland, all them boys. You remember them, right? Yep. yep. Um, So he was with them boys coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He got his contract and went to Dallas, and he was averaging a double-double. He was in Slam Magazine, averaging like 20 and 10, but he hurt his hamstring, and he couldn't shake that injury, and that's when they drafted Dirk. Dirk got drafted the next year. He really couldn't shake that injury, and then you seen what happened with Dirk. It was kind of all she wrote, and then he went yep. to uh, Minnesota, played a little bit, but now he's like uh, one of those player, posi- oh, uh, player uh, position coaches uh, with yeah. the Timberwolves. And, you know, nice. he's always, uh, you know, out there doing his thing. I just talked to him actually a couple of days ago, asked him how he's feeling about, you know, his son playing with the uh, Trailblazers. He's excited because he got drafted by them. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> cool, man. That's legit. Yes, indeed. Speaking of legit, man, we live like 95, man. We on oh, all damn. Oh, wow. nations, man. We on everything, man. Oh, man. Hey, so the, hey, every nation? It is. Every so nation. nation. Fam- Phantom. EBSN, uh, the prospect, the Dallas prospect. Every legend was once a prospect. You guys know. Yes, that, sir. Right? And my guy, my guy, Big Game James. We on your platform right now. We on silver and blue, baby. We everywhere. I like man. that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yes, there we yes. go. I see my face. That's yes. good. <laughs> the comments are probably wondering why the hell we were just talking basketball and math. Hey, yeah, that's all good. Hey, we was talking basketball because Dallas still exists with the Mavericks. You, they got Dennis Smith Jr. They're trying to make the up and up. Harrison Barnes, you got Donick, you got Dirk still there. I'm gonna, I don't care how old he is, he still got wet jump shot. And as long as you one got year, wet, five million. As long as you got a wet J and you're seven foot, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> You ain't lying, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the other kid name? They they Dolichik, what was his name? Luka Doncic. 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 Murdered his name. <laughs> hey, you're gonna be nice for us. We just really need that one really huge we just need well, you know, we got DeAndre for that one year, which was good. They didn't have to put him in no two, three, four year deal. Don't need him like that. Use him for that one year and see in the draft next year and see what young big man you can get in there. No yep, doubt, absolutely. Man. Yo, check it. Um, for next year, with the way that our cap set up, set up, not to go too much into obviously Mavericks here, but basically next year they're going to have Doncic, Dennis Smith under the cap. If he opts into his player option, I think they'll also have Harrison Barnes, but they're looking at having something in the neighborhood of like $75, $80 million in cap space. Would that be enough money, Dan, to go get Kawhi? Or are you guys going to just rest in peace and let him go? 
Why is just going to go to L.A.? Yeah, I mean, there's other guys out there. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, we got a nice little young core, and that's what I like. And at the end of the day, when you start with a nice young core that's athletic and make plays and make you can you can always just fill in guys with those guys. Yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt man. But, shout, shout out to y'all, man. That's in the chat box everywhere. And Vach Lombardi, I see you in there, man, with the party. What up, Vach? Yes, yes sir. So let's see. Uh, did we say we were on the Prospect YouTube as well? Yeah, we on Prospect YouTube as okay, well. Y'all, cool, cool. y'all check them out, man. Hey, <laughs> check Prospect out, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Check out the uh, page. We got all kinds of content flowing out these days. In yeah, fact, yeah. I uploaded a video while we were setting up. That's how dedicated I am. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Is Glare in that, in that mug right now? How about to say I that? I did. Here? I saw I saw Glare comment on my new video as soon as it went up or something, but I haven't seen. Let me here. Let me pop out the chat here for the prospect page. I wasn't sure yeah. we were on that, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure he's there. And, and let me know who the first person to lay wood over there. You know. <laughs> I don't get into people's private lives. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga flame. <laughs> Yoga got fire. Yoga got flame. Yes, indeed, man. He's what up, a- everybody who's on Silver and Blue Nation? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yes, appreciate indeed. all y'all out there. Appreciate everybody on the platform. Appreciate uh, allow being to speak more sports, more solely cowboy football, more solely that damn band. That band. That damn band. <laughs> that dude. damn band. I know y'all been talking Ooh. about them hot and heavy during the week, but now it's my damn turn. It's your turn to talk it's about that turn. band. Y'all been talking, about, been talking about that damn band for a long damn time. <laughs> you heard? Oh, man. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I know you're kind of looking up the, the people's uh, comments on the Big Game James page in Silver and Blue. Can you, can you pull that up, uh, James? I'm pulling up on mine right now. I'm on my. Yeah. I can pull it up on my phone. I can't right. really do it on my computer, so it's on my e- phone. Either, so. either one. So because they, yeah. when I go live late ninety five, be leaving them out. They be like, "Look, law man, <laughs> read my uh, damn comment." Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll be doing that too. But that's why when we be starting our show, anybody who if like we're on your page or Dallas, uh, I mean on uh, 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 Darius page, we're like, "Hey, I jump on there early. Like, jump on Silver and Blue for comments because people be commenting over there, and I'll be like frustrated because I see their comments and I'm like, damn, I didn't, I wanted to answer that or I wanted them to jump in here. They're talking some good stuff, so that's why I try to direct everybody instantly over there. So if you're on Silver and Blue Nation, I'm gonna holler at y'all. Keep it going. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Derek, Kevin, Ryan, all y'all that's in the uh, the, the hot box, the chat box over there. Rodney Jones, you know who you they are. might be hot boxing. Hot yeah, box, yeah. yeah. Been, Ain't nothing wrong saying, with a hot box. I've been saying land, wood, hot box, everything. Yeah, like, well, your mind box. is yeah. all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah, places yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's that yak. Yes, yes, that yak. Now you're talking about yards after catch, right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, hopefully uh, this year we can see more vertical seam routes. We can see more of those inside routes, those inline routes too as well. That just goes more than five yards, so. That opened up because everybody failed to realize for a young quarterback, a young quarterback, his best friend is his tight end. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, the security blanket. That's what we always heard with Witten and everything. And it's a reliable target. I mean, not everyone has that benefit. And I think Cowboy fans definitely got a bit spoiled for all those years of Witten. And I do think in some regard, you're going to miss him this year just because he was so reliable with uh, what he does in his production, even though it was middle of the pack overall, it was still a guy that you could rely on going out there every Sunday and giving you at least something. So they'll miss him, but I do think it was probably time to move forward. 
Yes, indeed. It's time. Time. We know. Big games. James know. I mean, if you look at our receiving court, you know, we you see the ratings that they've been giving us. A lot of the ESPNs, the NFL.coms have been giving us, you know, we're in the bottom of the barrel as far as offensive. It's, it's rightly so. We've lost firepower per se. So it's rightly so for them to say that because we have a lot of unknowns as far as the players on the receiving core and the tight end core. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I will say that from last year to this year, we're a lot more athletic than we were last year. So that what that gets me excited that even though we don't have the, the veteran per se, or maybe the, maybe a quote unquote star status that we had with Witten and uh, Des Bryant, but now you come with a guy, a lot of guy, a lot of guys that are young, athletic, and hungry. And like I said, they are athletic. And if you see across the board, I mean, you've been seeing them damn videos of Lance Lenore. That boy been going ham. He been going nuts. Mm-hmm. If Lance Lenore don't get on his damn roster this year, something wrong because that boy has been going nuts. He was the dark, you know, he was your pet cat last year. I liked him. I didn't think he would make the roster, but uh, you know, he just has some in him. I know he maybe has some fumble trouble problems i think but he was he showed up i think in that uh that oakland game him right. and cooper rush he was looking good in that oakland game and so you know dallas kept kept you know kept him in the fold kept him in the fold and i just feel like he's one of them guys that's came in like gangbusters and it's like i'm not going to be denied off this roster this year and when you have that type of attitude it pushes everybody else in there i feel like it brings the best out of your receiving core and not the worst Yes, indeed. And speaking of all that, I just finished up a film session on uh, Lance Lenore. It was the, uh, the, the I guess, it was the dress rehearsal? It was the Raiders game, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, I did the one against when he played against the Colts. He had caught two touchdowns. And, uh, right, right. And, and it's, it's real. The guy, can, the guy can catch. That's one thing I know for sure. He can catch. Now, as far as separation, long speed, he don't have that. But his short area quickness, he got that. And when that ball is in the air, he's going to try to pluck it out. So, when you guys see the film, you're going to see like the nuances in his route, the small things that he do that equates to everything. And, and uh, especially when I talk about the young defensive back, when you settle and hit hit down and anchor down and you hit the jab, he he's smart enough and he has the physical uh, size enough up top because he's not the tallest guy in the world. He's six foot, but he's still strong enough to get off that um, get off that jam and still catch the ball. So you're going to see him. And it's going to be one hell of a battle between him and Michael Gallup. I just can't wait to see this thing just go all throughout, you know. Well, you know, the thing that kind of the guy has been lost and we haven't really been talking about him is Noah Brown. You know, he was like the guy last year. Everybody loved Noah Brown. Mm -hmm. And he's still a young guy because, like I said, he really only played one year at Ohio State, so he's very young. But now you look at him now like – he was the guy that everybody was looking to succeed last year, and now he's coming in. Nobody's talking about him. Do it? Does he make the roster? It's just going to be really tough. I think they will go maybe long in the receiving core this year as far as roster spots uh, because we don't have unknown, we don't have any known people, and I think you would probably go longer with the receiving core because you, you just don't know who you really have. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, I want to say real quick here. Uh, I just jumped over to the Facebook feed. Shout out John Tebow, uh, owner of Mexico in the chat. That's what's what up. up? What what up? up? What's up? Hola. Trey Isabel as well. And Trey also says that he just subscribed to Dallas Prospects. So salute nice. to you, sir. Salute. <laughs> so, so, but, you better do that to Silver and Blue Nation too. It's okay. Yeah. If you ain't also, doing that over there, also. go ahead and give a like over there too. And Big Game James, we over there too. Yeah, spread spread the subscriptions and likes all around, man. Spread Spread the the love. love. Also, uh, Lindell Davidson. 
But yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think this is going to be a really intriguing battle at the for the receiving core this year. And I think as far as like Lance Lenore, Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, those are going to be the guys I think who can kind of challenge for that kind of receiver role there. Obviously, we know Gallup's going to make it being you know the, the third round pick and everything. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really intriguing battle between Brown and Lenore, and I would I wouldn't mind if they run a little long in the depth chart for receiver this year. But you got to figure out how you're going to utilize those guys and all of that. Like, are they going, you know, receiving core by committee? Or are you going to just have a guy basically on your roster but never actually playing him and all of that? So that that's the real question that they have to figure out what they're going to do with. And if you do run long in receiving core, where does that, like what other position does that affect where now you have to run slightly shallow to make up for it? Well, when you're talking about Brown and I'm going to have to ask big game James, since he was up there in Ohio when he was in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, what is his like off the field demeanor? What's his temperament? Cause he got a mean streak out there when he blocks, he, he just nasty when he blocks. So Give me a little bit, if you know when he was like playing up there, what kind of temperament that he had out there? Because I really didn't watch too much college football. Well, the thing with Noah Brown was uh, we actually had his strength and conditioning coach, his former one out of Ohio State, Anthony Schlegel. He used to play for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, big time strength and conditioning coach. He went out on his own, started building things for like the NFL, like strength workouts. We had him on the show and, uh, you know, we – actually asked him about Noah Brown because he was on the team and Ezekiel Elliott. And the, one of the things he said about Noah Brown was quiet guy. Okay. Really, really unassuming. Doesn't really say too much, but one of those guys that works his ass off. And you can see it. If you've seen a little bit of his video and his work, he's works hard. And that's the biggest thing that uh, uh, Mr. Slego said about him was that he was a very hard worker. He always brought it. He always did anything you told him to do. He was always 100 percent. So you can expect that, you know, uh, going in the fold with Dallas. I've, like I said, I've been seeing the workouts and, he, and I've been seeing his little Instagram. I follow him on Instagram. And, you know, he's always saying, you know, nobody's talking about me, but you're going to see nobody's talking about me, but you're going to see he's that type of guy to use that type of motivation. And you see, he's a nice sized kid, Mm -hmm, 6'2", 230, 235 pounds. And like I said, when when he got opportunities, you see when he did to Oklahoma, you seen what he did. I'm going to bring it up. You seen what he did to y'all. And he wasn't even barely even playing no damn football yet. And he went in there and scored all them I think he just caught another one, (laughs) another touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Scoring all them damn touchdowns. And you see how he was looking. So you seen the potential in him. It's just a matter of putting it all together, working with your quarterback, and, you know, getting it right. Yes, indeed, man. So I can't wait to really see, because this will be his second year into the fold, right? Right. Yeah, so I, I can't really wait to and see. Jerry like, kept him on the roster last year. Jerry kept him on the roster last year because Jerry I, was saying, I like him. I heard that uh, it was Zeke said, hey, go get this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So man, And he, we, got, what, we got him in, what, the seventh round? So late. Uh, yes, seventh so, round. Yes, seventh round. So, you like I said, he only really played one year. He's basically a puppy when it comes to NFL football. I mean, just football in, in general, as far as the experience factor. But when you go to Ohio State, and, and I mean, I'm out here, it's very competitive out there. And only the guys that feel like they can go to NFL go to Ohio State. That's just the truth because you're going to get a chance. You you might be a backup or third stringer, but if you get on the field for five games and show out, you're going to get looked at in the NFL and possibly get drafted. 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt man. No it, it's doubt. definitely one of those blue chip programs that these days, in particular, is more more focused on and most highly thought of. I would say it's probably them in Alabama right now, as far mm-hmm. as the two most. Uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Basically, the blue chippiest of the programs right now, as far I mean, as perception goes, and uh, especially you, with giving chances, like you were saying. And I mean, the thing I can't really stand Ohio State because they just get on my nerves. They don't get on my nerves; it's the fans. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, when you look at when they leave uh, college and they go to the NFL, you really see them succeed. You don't see a lot of Ohio State players like go there and fall off. You just saw a lot. Uh, what was it? Marshawn Lattimore wasn't rookie of the year. Uh, from the, me, uh, yes, defensive rookie of the year from the Saints. Yeah, Ohio State. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy Malik Hooker. He's gonna be a dog. Ohio State from you know what I mean. Playing at Indianapolis, they're gonna they consistently put out top players. So when you come from that program and you actually get on the field or are playing, you have to have some skills. Hey, that guy that played for the Filthy. He from Ohio, Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Yes, and he remember he when he when he came out, he was a cornerback. But he never had the long speed. He had the big size. So it was easy to convert him to safety. And you see, when they converted to safety, he thrived. I want, I want, I want my guy, Kevon Frazier, to play like that. Kevon Frazier's a thumper. But, you know, just like what he's been saying, he's been saying that he's a guy that I can cover. People have gave me the knock because just like, you know, we talked about in the past, people automatically knock him because they're like, oh, he's a big dude, strong safety. They automatically say, oh, he he can play downhill or he can play close to the line of scrimmage, but he can't cover. They just automatically throw the label without us even seeing. But when he's had his time in the game, you haven't seen him uh, falling in coverage. You haven't seen him blowing coverages, okay? And look at him. I mean, he's a specimen. He's six foot. He's about 225 pounds. That dude is just working, and he's out there to make a name for himself. And I feel like uh, Chris Richard is going to give him every chance to succeed. And, I mean, he's not saying he's Cam Chancellor, but he has traits. So let's see what he can do. I mean, when you seen his pro day, his pro day was ridiculous. He only really fell because he had that uh, knee injury. Uh, with, uh, uh, when he was at Central Michigan, uh, but his pro day, he, he ran like a four four nine. I mean, he did like the bench press like over twenty sometimes. I mean, he he did his thing in his pro day. Hey, you more of a history buff when it comes to the Cowboys, right? I think yes, that sir. we like to put people in the box, just mm-hmm. like you think about like far as like far as their talent level, and we kind of mm-hmm. do those comparables because of the team. Uh, we look at J.J. Wilcox. Then before him, uh, was, was it Ken Hamlin? Then was it Jerison Sabar? Then was it Roy Williams? We just didn't really have that good luck with that safety range, right? So it's I think been, that it, people not have since Woodson, real, really. Ever since not Woodson? since really Woodson because that guy, that could actually hit and cover, come to the line of scrimmage. I think the closest one, just like you said, when you mentioned those names, to me was possibly Ken Hamlin because yeah. he could cover. Um, you know, he had good years when he was at Seattle, but I don't know. You know, he had that head injury when he got hit in the head at the club or something like that. And he had a really bad head injury, and people didn't even know he was going to come back and play football. But we got him after that head injury. I'm not saying that affected it, but he was, to me, the best cover hitter on our team, if you mention those guys. Roy Williams was in his perfect position when he was playing the strong safety. We messed him up when we tried to make him cover. He was never a cover safety, and that was Dallas's fault for exposing him and trying to make him something that he never was. Mm. let's see here shout out uh oh look at that i got a net here in the comments oh got a... oh, okay i got a jonathan jt here asking uh our thoughts on randy gregory being reinstated i yeah. suppose we i suppose the run sheet works 
<laughs> yeah, he putting us on track, right? Well, put us on track. You got us right. I, I already had, but I already had my piece on that. So as we yeah, were talking are. before, you know, I'm gonna go and let this guy do his uh, deal on that. You know, you know spitfire, James. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't already told y'all. I posted a video today on my page. I mean, I've been going ham. I ain't gonna lie. Go on, go on a big game, James. Please uh, check it out. Subscribe to whatever the hell you want to. Jump on there and check it out. I got hella Randy Gregory on there. I, I I liked him when he came out of Nebraska. He was that guy to me when I when I seen him, that six six size and just that frame. When you see those type of guys, you just I don't know. I just feel like those are those basketball type players. Those are the guys that that when you see them dudes, they just do things that other players can't. You know what I mean? They just can do it. And when I saw him, I was like, yes, this is the guy. We finally got somebody that's gonna do it. Uh you know, I seen, you know, the we all been documented about the marijuana problems, but uh, now he's finally back in the fold. And I feel like, you know, when people are like, you just need to cut him, you just need to cut him. That part of me was uh, frustrated with him, not because I want to cut him because I want him back on that field, because at the end of the day, he to me is the guy we need to bring him along slowly. I don't feel like he was not training in those two years. He was probably definitely training working his butt off he was working out matter of fact with greg townsend who used to play with the uh oakland la raiders and greg townsend was a monster and he was working out with him greg townsend was a nasty defensive end so he's been working out with him that's mm-hmm. two years of him getting stronger uh, uh learning things i just feel like ease him back in put it we got to finally got a right defensive end that's yeah. first of all exciting. You got your guy Demarcus Lawrence right here at the left, sold up. Now you got your guy. You can get Randy Gregory if he's that guy that we all think he is, which I think he'll come back to do it. You just don't lose those skills. Then you got our guy when David Irvin comes back. You still got Malik Collins. Oh my gosh, I, I just get excited. You can throw in Crawford. I think Crawford plays better when he, the, the tension's off of him. Crawford will get a four or five sack season or maybe a six sack season because they putting that attention on Randy Gregory. Now they're putting that attention on Demarcus Lawrence. Taco Charlton comes in is going to look a lot better because Taco Charlton been in that gym. I told you last year that he was going to fill out that frame, and that boy got a lot bigger this year. He's a lot bigger, and he's going to even be better. You got our, our, our boy Armstrong, who we, we got coming off the bench. It's just going to be like mayhem and hell that we're going to afflict on people. And I told the defense is going to be treacherous. Treacherous is the word that you want to use. Treacherous is the word of the day for this damn defense because that's what it's going to be. I just get excited about it. I don't want to stop talking about defense because I coached it. I loved it. I played it. And that's just what I love defense. And that's what controls the game to me. No yeah, ab- absolutely. I would love it if uh, Tyrone could get us, you said, five or six sacks. He, he did he have five last sacks. Year. Five last yeah. year, didn't he? Uh, he had four last year, four and a half in 2016, and five in 2015. That's the thing. People say he's a bum. He, he doesn't produce. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he, he doesn't bum. produce. He doesn't give you crazy numbers. But if you consider the weight of his contract now against other contracts, it's not horrible. Like, I get it. He, he didn't end up being the monster that they hoped he would become. But he's still at least been productive for them in that regard. So I, I think he gets a little bit of a bum rap. As for okay. Gregory... Yeah, I mean, with Gregory's situation, we know we know his struggles and everything he's had. And I don't think for him it's just a matter of like, oh, I, I smoke because I want to smoke. I, I think we're talking about someone who actually has some, some real issues. Like mm-hmm. he's bipolar. He has issues with anxiety and everything. And as far as the league is concerned, yeah, he's going about it in the wrong way, obviously. But it's one of those things where the way in which he apparently medicates that 
doesn't jibe with that. And right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, if you're on, if you're him, you have to make the adjustment, right? You have to get on some kind of medication or something like that, something the league would actually approve. But it's interesting moving forward. I actually think the league is starting to kind of, and this will probably be something that changes in the next CBA, which is coming up. But I think the league is heading towards a direction where you're going to see kind of the stance on pop. I don't think they're going to like legalize it, so to speak, as far as the league's concerned, or rather not drug test for it. I think it'll be a situation where they make it a little more nuanced, where in a case like Gregory, uh, they're going to look at it and they're going to basically uh, basically decide whether or not it's something like, oh, well, why, why is he doing this? If he's just literally smoking pot just because he enjoys it or something like that, that's one thing. But if he has all of this counseling and everything and says, no, he's actually bipolar and it's more of a mental health disorder, mm-hmm. then I think that changed the, the narrative on it uh, considerably. Because even I, I heard something earlier today. I can't remember which radio station it was on, and I'm not going to give him a free cheap plug just in case. <laughs> but... Uh, I heard something earlier today talking about how even Roger Goodell is kind of starting to come around on that notion, at least from the stance of mental health and everything and changing and kind of making a more nuanced approach to it instead of just a blanket. Because for Gregory in particular, it made no sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just it's not just that you can't play. It's that you can't be at the facility. You can't practice. So someone like Gregory who has the mental health issues the worst thing you can do is take him away from his support structure. And that's exactly what they did for a year. So for someone like him, it's a detriment and it's actually incredible that he even got back. So that's major credit to him there. And hopefully he's turned a corner and he can actually, you know, have a career now and do something with that. But I I do think that we are starting to see a change here and he might be one of the main things that uh, spurs that change forward. Man, listen, you can take Tyrone Crawford and put him in a cage full of hungry, starving lions and lock the door and throw the key down the gutter. We got the boy back. <laughs> that band, that damn band. We got the boy Randy Gregory back, man. Off the top rope. What's up, man? And look, hit him with the elbow. And look, I can't even stay long. I'm actually busy right now. I just want to jump in for like 20 seconds. Bro. I got so much love and respect for what Randy Gregory does because, like, technically, he ain't even good technically. Like, he still got to learn how to play defensive end. But those natural traits, though, mm-hmm. that arm lift, mm-hmm. that bend. That damn bend. That damn contortion. <laughs> that damn natural explosion. Mm-hmm. God damn, Carl Lewis. I'm mm-hmm. excited about Randy Gregory, dog. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 people mistake my excitement for, oh, you think Randy going to get 21 sacks? No, no. This, ain't even, this ain't even going to be Randy's best year. Next no, year, it's not. Next year is when Randy going to really start ripping things to shreds, though. But, but he's going to be the threat. He back, though. The it's boy back. And it's if he threat. only play on third downs, so be it. It's a threat. Let my son work. It's a threat. <laughs> It's Vash Lombardi, by the way. What up, y'all? Yes, what up, indeed, dog? Man. What's up, dog? What's going on with you, man? Home man, skillet. Man, I was just working on this funky little video, and I felt James' excitement. So I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, man, I got the link. Let me just hop in and get some of this excitement. Talk for five minutes and just back yes, out real indeed. quick. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'll keep you long, right? <laughs> Two hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to be doing something 
But uh, hey man, salute to everybody. Salute to Silver and Blue. Salute to Dallas Prospects. Salute to Law Nation. Uh, I might be back in about an hour. You know what I'm saying? When I'm when I'm done doing this video, I just got y'all playing in the backdrop. That's how that's how dope y'all are. I got y'all playing in the backdrop while I'm working. So thanks for having me on, man. My dog. That's the way to do it, man. You're listening to nothing but the bass. Yeah, that's absolutely the way to do it. If you that's can't listen, you if you can't watch, throw us that's on in the background. Or hey, it. hey, that's what uh, that's iTunes is for, it. right? That's yeah, what Google right. Play Store is for. Right. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. before I go, put a dollar in these people Patreon and quit playing so much. Yes. man, man, talk to them. Talk to them. We do this for y'all. I see these Don't comments in every single chat box and say, boy, these Cowboys YouTube show list getting us through the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, hold it down for him then. Hold All it right. down for the Doski Woski. We ain't asking for nothing. One dollar out to Patreon to come out with your rent money. You wouldn't even know it's missing. It's it's less than a bag of almond m ms dog. Quit mm. playing. Salute, fellas. Yes, hey, you salute. He salute. sounds so good. You sound like the lady that's asking for, you know, the kids over. And uh, when I was a little kid and I wanted to get a kid and donate money to him, right. just a dollar a day. You could feed a child for a lifetime. I wanted to donate the dollar because I was like, I, I can do that. I can do a dollar thirty six. I can do it. Man, I want the one that always tugs at the heartstrings, though, is the one with the dogs and the cats, where it's oh, like Sarah McLaughlin. That, that damn, that like, damn music. Arms of an that, that, that damn music. I got to turn that off. It, take, it made me feel some kind of way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's when it gets too real. Yeah. Right. Yes, but hey, for real, you know what you was talking about, like with Tyrone Crawford? To right. me, he's like the Brandon Carr effect. I we was all mad at Brandon Carr. I used to be pissed off at Brandon Carr every time he made a bad play because of that ten million dollars. But when he when he had when he took that pay cut, Brandon Carr didn't bother me no right. more. You feel me? And that's the same way with Tyron Crawford. We all want to get rid of him and cut him. But if you reduce his salary and he comes back on a team friendly deal, hell yeah, bring back Tyron Crawford. Why not? He's still like only 27, 28. They love him on the team. He's a leader. He still does things in the game that you do need. He's not a freaking bum. I don't know why people think he's a bum. I don't get that and understand it. He's a good player. He's not a great player, but he's a good player. And if we lost a player, I wouldn't feel bad uh, when sliding in Tyron Crawford then rather than somebody else. Man, shout out to Daniel Stevens for making the donation to help grow the nations. Uh, so it is. Support the Cowboys channel. The four letter network sucks. I ain't gonna say the name of the four letter network. There are a lot of them, and they all suck. Yeah. He said they, they all whack. suck. Wait, wait, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Unless they're EBSN, then they're right. fine. Yeah, they're good. I did, I did think about that. I didn't <laughs> bottom of the screen and remember. Yeah, don't kill that. Shout one. out to EBSN, man. So Shout out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout down uh, for them checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That's what I'm talking about, man. So, uh, Look, hey, he's right, man. When you put Randy Gregory out there, and and now all of a sudden teams got to scratch their head because he, even if he don't get the sack, we look for pressure. <laughs> Cheeto, he's a threat. Hey, Cheeto Bay, Woozie, and uh, Jordan Lewis are like this. Yes, that ball got to come out within two and a half seconds because I'm going to jump on this thing. I'm already on your hip pocket. And then you know Cheeto Bay, Woozie, he's going to have the physical prowess to knock you off your marker. And then did I talk about Byron Jones? Come on now. Man, Come listen, I'm telling you, dog, like I said, I, I'll be glad when David Irvin comes back. But I just it hurts my soul that he miss missing these first four games just because this defense 
stay, especially if we stay healthy. Health is going to be the key, just like on you know, any team. Health is the key. Injuries, because you we can have all these aspirations for our squad. We just have one bad injury can change the whole scope of our season and with one bad injury. So we have to be healthy. That's the main thing. But if we have a healthy defense, my God, this is the first time in a long time, Law. Remember when we were talking last year, we were starting right. to get the excitement, Law. Remember last year when we were talking in the season, we were starting to get the excitement because we were saying this defense is going to jail. It's young. It's going to jail. You saw us starting to jail. You saw those young guys coming in the fold. Now you got another year on the belt. You get a uh, – freaking grand slam mm -hmm. out the park getting Chris Richard. You know what I'm saying? You go out there and just hammer it down. You implement teaching because I feel like that's what was really being lost on that defensive side, teaching, even they said it. Teaching, understanding, discipline, respect, right. those type of things that really start from the ground up that makes everything else better, the bonding, the togetherness. Right. And when, especially when you got young players, it changes the whole culture and the mindset of your team. And when you start to believe with one mind and one accord, that defense becomes even stronger. And it's going to be a doggone threat when you're seeing us on week seven, week eight, where we're getting after people, when we're sending that blitz. When you see seeing Jalen Smith, we're talking about our linemen, Randy Gregory and those guys. Wait till Jalen Smith, uh, LVE, Sean Lee. Cheeto, what Byron Jones, Jordan Lewis. I think A. Brown's gonna make a good comeback. You know what I'm saying? Jeff Heath is gonna play better. You feel me? Right. Xavier is 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 he could be his breakout year. Kayvon Frazier coming. You feel me? We got these undrafted. I'm telling you, I haven't been excited since the 90s, and that's mm -hmm. the truth. I'm a 70s Cowboys. I haven't been excited since Doomsday. That 90s defense. This is the first time I'm like, damn, we might finally have it. Yes, indeed, man. I can't wait for this excitement to just get like that excitement that you have and everything else gelled together. My God, it's going to be everything. But man. shout out to Rodney. Hey, man, I think that's how you say your last name. He made the donation too as well. Shout out to you, man. Hey, when you make the donation, go ahead and put the put put some type of comment down below so we can give you guys uh, what you have on your mind. And shout out to Jay Reese, my brother from another mother. He says uh, he made the donation to help grow the nation too as well. Uh, Big that's Gang. what's up. Shit, all these donations, man. When we get out to Oxnard, man, shoot, we yeah. really have everything together. He says, Turn up. You, do you think they might kick Taco to the inside permanently or, or keep him into the inside? No, he is not playing on the inside permanently. He is not that player. He is not that dude. Even though he got bigger, he's not. A, he can slide on the inside like you can slide David Irvin. That size, you can slide him in, uh, especially if you're on a third down position play. But he's a defensive end. That's where he needs to be. He's more of a left end to me, so I think he's still probably going to be backing up Lawrence. But you can slide on the right side, too, because he did play on the right. So you really are bringing around uh, Randy Gregory slowly. You're probably going to have Tyrone Crawford starting that right defensive end. He probably is because he's. they said he's coming all world shape. He's slimmed down specifically to play defensive end, and that's it because you got we forgot about Jaha Ward, who's been tearing it up, too. Man, there's just so many people that even though we have unknowns, I, I, I don't know if you ever listen to Three Six Mafia. Ever listen to Three Six Mafia? Yeah, yeah, we listen to it. Where's computer? Yeah, we need to listen to them because they got they got an album they call the most known unknowns. You know what I mean? I'm gonna call us the most known unknowns because we're gonna be the most known 
unknowns. Everybody don't know us. Everybody don't know about that D-line, Dayton Jones. But we're going to be the most known because we're going to be wrecking havoc on that 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 field this year. But we're going to have a bunch of no-name players, not the star guys that, that everybody's talking about, but that defense is going to be treacherous, and that's going to be the word of the day with that defense. Hey, treacherous. The treacherous defense. Uh, treacherous you, deep. You, you had a chance to see uh, Treacherous. You got yeah. a chance to see him, so he filled out a little bit, right? He's a lot bigger. And how tall he is like, he? Really six seven, six. Yeah, six? He's, he's legit six seven. I mean, I'm okay. six one and a half, almost six two. Uh, I stood next to him. He's a legit six seven. He got bigger because I remember seeing him last year. He looked like a small forward because he hadn't filled in the inside. Now he came in chest was bigger. He was broader. Um, he just looked like he's ready to go. And I, like I said, I know I, I don't know Taco personally, personally, right. but I know about him since he played out here in high school um, because I had some kids I had on my high school show that played with him. So I always got to kind of watch him. He's always been a guy that's gotten better each year. He's never been a guy that's never just stood still. Every year he gets better. And he's also a guy that he's a, he needs to play a lot in the game he's not one of those guys that you're going to bring off the bench for just third downs and he's going to be that dude that's a randy gregory you can do taco's the type of guy he needs a playoff game because he gets better as the game goes on what about this lineup right here it's third down right and then it's like third and long and you know it's a, a passing down you put uh d law and you put um jihad ward a, a taco and then you have gregory on the opposite side would that be a lot of length on onto the inside, clogging up those passing lanes? Because that he's six foot seven. I th- how tall is Jahar Ward? Jahar Ward's about six four. Oh, I thought he was six seven two as well. So she, nah, he's not that big. I thought yeah, I think tall. six four is right. I think it's like six four what, six what, five. What, what, what kick Jahar Ward out? Six and five. David Irvin. Six, so, six, so he's six, six five. five. Two ninety five. So that's height, man. You got Jahar Ward. But put like six this. five is still good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking like it's short. <laughs> yeah, six five is definitely like, still good. I'm like five eleven. All right, six, <laughs> six five, five is definitely still good. You feel me? <laughs> we got a lot, but you know, if you look at that's, the Cowboys' theory, look, listen to their theory. Even when they were going back in the draft, that's the type of guys they like to draft. They like to draft the tall, lanky, long—not lanky, but long guys. They like having David Irving, tall, Taco Charlton, Randy Gregory. Uh, even Ward, uh, uh, Tyrone Crawford, he's 6'4". They don't like having those 5'11", 6'3", 300-pound guys. They like you being over about 6'2", 6'3", and if you're playing defensive end, they want you like that 6'4 and up. Hey, that's like uh, the Oklahoma State uh, defense tackle. They signed and then cut Osborne, right? He mm-hmm. was he was he was short. Sure. That was a big part of why they probably didn't stick with him. Yeah, even though he's got a lot of surprising ability, right? I, that he didn't fit what they're really they trying fit to the build. Mold. Yep, exactly. When we talk about DDP with uh, Lewis Neal, I mean, he's a short fire plug. He's six foot, but he plays good, but he probably didn't fit the mold. What they do, they try to convert him to fullback. They moved him yep. back down to defensive tackle, but I know the reason why they moved him to fullback because they were looking at, oh, you're six foot, mm-hmm. uh, you're uh, 300 or something pounds. We can use you as a bowling ball, but we don't want you up in that middle because we need them big, big, they want them big guys in the middle. Cut off those passing like shout out to Miss Jackie. <laughs> shout out Miss Jackie. Yeah. And shout out to everybody on yeah. Silver and Blue. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut y'all, but I don't Go know ahead. who's listening on Silver and Blue. But shout out to everybody who is. Uh, Maurice, Courtney, James Grover, TJ Smith, Chris Magna, Russell Harrison, James Grover, Mark Derry, uh, uh, Alex Perez, Lionel Montgomery, Annette Mabu Thang. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. Nolan Henderson Jr. and Jessica, who my girl Jessica, she goes hard. Don't you ever talk about the Cowboys with her because me and her, she used to just get on me. She, If I said anything bad about Dak, she attacked me. So I had yes, to indeed. just be good. <laughs> <laughs> she don't play with the Cowboys. She go hard. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. So, um, hey, so what was next on the pecking order there, uh, my guy, uh, DDP? Let's take a look at DeMarco Murray. Uh, Obviously, he announces his retirement this week. What do you think his place is, like his legacy kind of with the Cowboys at this point? He still owns the single game rushing record, I think with 253, but I can confirm that in like two seconds. 253. Yep. Yeah, Look at that. Two seconds. You're a beast. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, boy. Um, um I mean, shout out look, Brett Bender. Well, I I think we posed a question a couple weeks ago. G, because G, producer G, shout out to producer G. What's good with your dog? He loved some Demarco Murray. I love Demarco Murray too, but he was like, I don't know. I give Demarco props. We he was like. We're talking about him comparing to Zeke right now. Like, who would you take? Would you take Ezekiel Elliott in his heyday or would you take a DeMarco Murray in his heyday? That's a question. And everybody kind of leaned with Zeke, and I did too. But then when I I sat there and watched some video of DeMarco Murray, dude was good. Uh That dude, and if you see, you really didn't appreciate his feet. He didn't have that breakaway speed, but if you watched his feet and his cuts, that – that mud sucker was nice <laughs> yeah. in that hole with his feet. And he had power. He ran with power. He didn't try to duck or dodge you. He put his head down and he would run you over. Yeah. I think he's one of, one of he should be like a top five cowboy running back, at least to me. Ooh, that that's really high praise there, man. Well, especially not. for no, I'm just saying, like, especially when you think about the Cowboys, they they are no strangers to all world running backs. So that that's really saying something. Tony I mean, D, I, you know Tony yep. D, mm-hmm. uh, Emmitt Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had uh, I didn't watch B- Bullet Bob Hayes, so I don't know who else do we have. Calvin that's, Hill. Mm. Yeah, that's another yeah. good one there. But but who else? Herschel Walker. Herschel, yep. Herschel he has to he be on there. Us, he wasn't with us a long time. Yeah, yeah, but he almost belongs in there alone for just the trade. Right, but <laughs> think of anybody else besides Zeke. You throw Zeke as if Zeke was never around. Where, why wouldn't Demarco Murray be one of the top running backs in Cowboys history? No, that's that's the point. Valid point for sure. Uh, you he know, owns I, the all time single season rushing record too with eighteen hundred. Yep. yep, and I think Zeke will catch that one. I don't know about the single game just because of the situation. Uh, I, I think they're going to run him heavy, but I don't know unless it's a game where for some reason the passing offense just isn't firing at all but the offensive line is dominating in the run. Maybe he does it, you know, if he pops early in the game, like an 80-plus yard run or something, kind of like when DeMarco did it. He opened with like a 97-yard touchdown run. Yeah, when he won the Rams. Yep, yep, when they were still St. Louis. And then also, didn't he? doesn't he have the NFL record with eight straight uh, first eight games with 100 yards? I believe he tied the record record as well, yes. So DeMarco, yeah, yeah, you're you're bringing up good points here. DeMarco owns more records than just the one that even I mentioned, the single game. So, yeah, on that merit, even though he was only a one contract here with the Cowboys, he you could make a really good argument that he is uh, an all-time Cowboy running back. What would you think? The thing is he does like to play basketball with the football. So (laughs) I'm just saying I I, I did like him uh, coming out. 
And, I, and some people had the argument that he was better than, and I'm going to say it, Adrian Peterson in, in certain sectors. You see what I'm saying? Because he can catch the ball factor, and AP yes. couldn't catch the ball uh, right. out of the backfield. And, he, and somebody was saying that he was a better blocker. He was uh, very underrated in blocking. He was. Um, hey, when we drafted him, did we still have Marion Barber on his team, right? No. No. Spelled, we had uh, the other guy, Jones, right? No, we had Felix. We had Felix. Felix Jones. We still had Felix Jones. We still had Felix. So they're doing. I think he touched Julius for a second. Yeah, but when yeah, when we but here's the thing: when we drafted Demarco Murray, I was excited as hell. We got him what in the third round, right? Yep. We got him in the third round. I was excited as hell. I was like, damn, we got our back now because I was like, damn, he fell like to the third round. That's great. And remember, DeMarco Murray, when he came in, he came out what the sixth game of the year. He came in balling when he when he when he finally got an opportunity. Did he break his ankle? Hmm. Did he get hurt? Uh, it was something? his ankle or his foot, his rookie year, yes. He, yeah, that was the it. red flag I was going to mention on DeMarco, yeah, having watched right. him all the way from OU. Right. I never doubted how phenomenally talented he is. His first game at OU, he had five touchdowns. Right. Like The dude was a monster, but health did routinely bite him. He missed mm-hmm. the national championship in 2000, January 2009 because in, in the kickoff of the Big 12 championship, returning the kickoff, he tore his hamstring. Dang. And the year before that, he missed the a BCS bowl game as well. I think in like the last game of the regular season or maybe it was the Big 12 championship, he like broke his wrist or something. Mm-hmm. The point is he always was nagged by injuries. Right. And that's what holds him back ultimately from being, I think, even further in some of these records, like holding more records or just having a more defined career with certain, whether it be the Cowboys or sticking somewhere else. Well, if you look at it, though, I mean, he had a wash year with Philly. We all knew that was bad for him. We Everybody knew, everybody named Mama knew why the Philadelphia Eagles went after him. That, that was just to get at us. Uh, that was just to try to break our core and, and tear us down. We knew, I knew damn well, and I hope everybody else did, knew that as soon as he got over to Philly, he wasn't going to run the ball over there good because that's that offense was not suiting him, and he was not going to succeed. You could just knew that from the jump. He goes over to Tennessee. He balled out. I mean, right. it, the age caught up with him. He, I mean, 30, but he was, to me, he's the type of player would be an old 30. You yeah. know, you see some guys that are out there that can be 30 years old, and they're like a young 30, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, you, you could see him play like three or four more years. I could see DeMarco Murray retiring at that 30 because he had that, like, certain type of lifespan that he was going to go hard those, like, four or five years, and then that body was going to break down. And you saw it happen. Yes, indeed. And uh, not to switch uh, topics over, but shout out to Cowboy Sushi uh, for making Cowboy the donation. Sushi. Yeah, and I like California Rose. But, but he said Cowboy Sushi, man. He said should he made the donation to help grow the nation. He yeah. said, should we be worried about the Packers now? They picked up some weapons. Hashtag Sushi. Why? I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers I mean, man. we, we – we got to beat them. Uh, I want to beat them because I'm. it's kind of like I feel like it's the situation when in the 90s when we were whooping their ass and they finally had to get over the hump to beat us. I feel like that's what it's the reverse roles. Like they've been beating us and beating us, and they shouldn't have been beating us when it counts. And I feel like we got to beat them because they're – to me, the Packers are always going to be good because they have a good core, they have good coaching, they have a good base. It seems like the Packers are always kind of going to be good. But Helps when not, you go from one legendary quarterback to another. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? But not just that. It's just if you really look at the Packers in their years, they've been pretty competitive for a very long time now. So you kind of almost assume that they're always going to be there, especially when you have an Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, 
why should we be super concerned about them when we're just as talented um, across the board? So they don't fear me. Let me tell you something. I think it's more so not, it's not us. It's that damn Tampa too. When you plan, could <laughs> think about this right here, big game, James and uh, DDP. <laughs> we was up in most of those games, right? And then right. all of a sudden we start playing relaxed football, meaning putting your players back. And when that's the last thing you want to do to an Aaron freaking Rodgers, give right. him time and space to, to pick you apart. And if you look back at that game, Jordan Lewis, when he played that guy up tight, he didn't get the ball off right, right? And then that very next play, they played him off and touchdown, you know. So, of course, you know, Dak Prescott scored on that last drive, but – you can't blame it on Dak on that aspect. I've seen some people make the argument saying what well, Dak They should have slid. It should have right. slid at the one. It man, shut the hell up. No, right. we don't. He shouldn't for the kill, the man. You go for the kill. You're being right. scary and conservative. When you play conservative like that, you lose. What right. happens when you slide like that? The next play, you fumble. And then you lose the damn game on something stupid. And then they'll be like, why did he slide? He should have <laughs> yeah. just scored the touchdown. You play to win, win the game. game. So right. You don't sit there and be like, oh, let's slide. No, you go there and we score. And you know what? You get on that sideline and say, now defense, get your ass out there and stop them. Yeah. But just like you said, Law, we play that weak, soft-ass cover two, keeping the guys off. I mean, we, you saw when we got when Aaron Rodgers got the ball. You just knew it was going to happen when you saw our guys <laughs> playing off of him. I'm like, well, he's about to score. He's going to score in like four plays. Because it was set up for it to happen to him because we always play that scary-ass defense. That's why they brought Chris Richard over to say no. You're not going to do that, Rod. You worry about that damn line play. You get that line together, which he is, and let me worry about this damn secondary, and let's start attacking and getting these guys off the edge. Let's send some of them safety blitzes. Let's use a Wuze when he was playing at Colorado, getting his sacks. That's one of the reasons why we liked him, because he could blitz off the edge. Let's start using Jalen Smith to blitz him straight up the middle with use that straight line speed. Let's start using these other aspects of the game and stay aggressive, because when you play passive, you lose. Yes, indeed, because you go back to that playoff game, and I can't never erase this from my mind or my mental. Rob Marinelli, he called a 3-2-6 cover uh, uh, defense, and he had three down linemen. He had – guess who spied uh, Aaron Rodgers on that play? Uh, wasn't Durant? Yeah, Justin Durant. Justin <laughs> he Durant spied Aaron Rodgers. And although I, I believe that Der- – David, I say Derrick. David Irvin got home. He was held, he, but nobody called. He but he dropped He dropped a six DB. He dropped them back in coverage. And we all knew what uh, what happened with Byron Jones. You know, he just couldn't, you know, drop them back <sighs> in coverage. And now if he'd have played Byron Jones up pr- uh, press pr- press cover on uh, – what's that kid that caught the ball, uh, the tight end? Uh, 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 um, uh, wow, this is escaping me too. No, not Finley. Uh, uh, it was Rogers, right? It wasn't it Rogers. No, to Rogers? no, he plays with the Raiders now. Y'all help me out, man. Gosh, but he played off on him, and he and he and he. Am I, am I really gonna have to look up this clip again on YouTube <laughs> oh and get sad all over? I know the name. Cook. Everybody said, yeah, yeah. 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 He played yeah. off on Cook, and Cook oh, did the dude who's like, yeah. No, 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 that was Zach Miller, whose leg like exploded last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, here's guy. the thing. All I'm going to say about this, Byron Jones, because I talked to Jordan, not to, but I talked to Jordan, and I was mm-hmm. frustrated. I asked him. I said, you know, what's up with that Byron Jones thing? You know, I'm not trying to put it out there, but, you know, contract related. That's what I was hearing, and that's what I feel it is because this is his option year. He, they need to see what they have in him. So he's going to automatically get that starting now when he moves from safety to corner. 
I don't mean he's better than uh, Jordan Lewis as a better cover corner. Yes, he, like I said, I tell people all the time, he has the size, six foot, the the length, the the speed, mm-hmm. all those traits. But go back to the tape when he played at UConn. You didn't see that. I didn't see playmaker. Mm-hmm. I didn't see none of that. I seen a good a guy who could be sticky, but he wasn't a playmaking type corner. And I said it before, what's going to happen if Byron Jones gets abused in a game and is he going to have that that fortitude to come back up and say, I'm going to do this? I, he's the center. He he seems like he's just too nice to me. I want to keep them dogs out on that line and get stay after people. Yes, indeed, man. If Byron Jones can just stay – I know you can't play press throughout the entire game. But just don't have the man out in space. If we want to win, you know. He's going to get killed in space. If somebody gives him yeah. a double move, he's going to go for it. I feel like Byron Jones going to go for them double moves. He's going get, <laughs> get, he to get ate up on double moves. That's why I just feel in my heart. I could be wrong, but my heart is telling me. My heart is telling me no. But your mind. <laughs> Your body is telling you yes about Byron Jones. <laughs> no, in the lines on. I switched it. <laughs> ah, shout out to Brandon Newkirk, man, for making a drop donation to drop on this nation, man. Appreciate you, man. Donation, donation. That boy yeah, good. That boy good, man. He said, "Law line, my brother from another mother." Shout out to DDP, Big Game James, and the return of Randy Savage. Can you all imagine the forefront? Super, super Jalen yeah. Blazing. Oh, I love that Doomsday Randy 3. Savage. Yeah. Randy Savage. Doomsday. <laughs> Man, if we bring Doomsday, I'm telling you. I don't even want, want to talk about no because I just feel like we're just going – if they played – I just want to – I want to go talk to the players. I don't know. I know y'all don't know me. I know y'all don't know me. Y'all probably look at me like I'm stupid, you cowboy players, but I'm going to freaking give you an inspirational <laughs> motherfucker. Beach and tell you how many fans want this damn Super Bowl, and you have to do it. It's not something you can't. You have to do it. You Man, have to do it. Did you hear? Did, this is what this is what I want you to do. If you ever get a chance to make that speech, did you know that ESPN? I do know the Four Letter Network always looking for like clickbait and ratings, right? Mm-hmm. They label Big Game James this offense third, like the offense receiving core in general. Skills third, positions. Skill positions. Third worst in the NFL. Don't well, you, you know, know when I'll they print, if I'll, I'll print that out in the biggest, boldest letters I can find. You know what I mean? Well, you and know I'll when they left it like Elliott off the under-25 team and had yep. Saquon Barkley on there. I mean, I that's been that. the whole time. Yeah, they, what happened? Yeah, they had the under-25 under team that had Deshaun Watson as the starting quarterback. Uh, uh-huh. Todd Gurley was a running back, and Saquon Barkley was another running back on there. Uh, under 25, and you don't no have Zeke. Zeke. No Zeke. Um, I mean, I looked at some of the other players, but that was just to me. And, you know, I, I, I hear some people say, well, he's like the All-American. He's the total opposite of what Zeke is. Zeke is a party dude. He, he pulling down stuff from girl. That's not what goes in the ranking, up. though. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I've been feeling like that's what they were looking at. He's that squeaky clean kid. That's the only thing you could look at because you mm. can't go by tape. Yeah, you gonna no, go on college you, tape to NFL tape? That's dumb. Yeah, and and for anyone who's looking at it, they're like, oh, I saw someone comment like, oh, Zeke had one year, like one really good year. No, he didn't. He's he had, had two good had, damn years. Yeah, I'm like, he's had two years overall. Look at he him. missed six games, and he's still like his first two seasons stack up against almost anybody, maybe even better, better than anybody. Better, better he's than averaging, anybody. He's averaging 100 yards a game in his first two years. 
Yeah, and he missed six games, so it's not like you can, like, he's played in less than two full seasons. It's not like you can look at it and say, because, like, I heard other people try and say, like, well, they're projecting, like, three years moving forward. He's barely played. Like, it makes no sense. To me, that is exactly what Law said earlier. That's clickbait. That's trying to get Mm -hmm. people to read a story. Now, I know that they said that. Because the network sucks. Right, and I know that that, before people start blowing me up in the comments, I know that supposedly the study was done with all these different uh, NFL executives, right? I think they quoted like 43 or something like that. That's just a loose projection thing, and I think that assumption is probably made under the guise that they expect something else to eventually happen with Zeke, and they're like, hey, who would I rather have making my franchise moving three years forward but that's not talking about just the on the field product and that's what i feel like you have to base this on we're not talking about who's the best citizen we're talking about who the best running back is under the age of 25 years old tyree kill tyree i don't know if tyree kills on that list anywhere but you talk about a dude who's got some shady stuff in his past that that didn't hold him back apparently if he's on there like exactly you, you can't just blow the one thing out of proportion and then think that it's not just being clickbait in the whole thing i think they're trying to spark some kind of debate or whatever with it because that's what gets them clicks and all of that and i think that's weak i i hate when the, uh people do that have an honest discussion yeah, they left them out the 25 and younger uh, team. Uh, yeah, i'm still messed 25. up over. i need to go read that article man and you know what's man. even crazier is though um you know penn state backs have that history of failing I yep. uh, remember uh, there, was a, Thomas. there was a string of uh, Kajana Carter. Um, remember uh, Curtis Enos? He passed away. Curtis Enos. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, they had a couple other running backs. Larry Johnson had a pretty good career for a little bit. Yeah, Larry uh, Johnson would be a, a um, bit of an exception. He, he would probably be the one of the exceptions of the later backs. But Penn State had a bad history of running backs. And honestly, the way they're hyping him – to, to me, it seems like he might just be one of those guys set up for failure. You just might come out there and think he's the all-world everything, and he mm. just might not be everything because when you watched his college games in those really big games, didn't always do all that. I saw I saw a clip, man. I think it was on your your, your side of a big game. They had Taco gobbling him up, man. Dog, I mean, in those big games, yeah. I'm telling you, those big games, his yards per average was not good. Uh, you know, he have one of those explosive runs, but most most time of the game he's bottled up. And this is the NFL, baby. This ain't this ain't the big team no more. This ain't this ain't nothing that you saw in the, in the, in the, in the, in college football. Now you're going against these big boys. Let's see if you can do that. They hyping you like you the next going to be the next great back ever in NFL. And I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I keep in my heart don't believe it. It's not because he plays for the Giants. I just don't believe it. I just don't think you're going to be a great. I think he'll be good. I think the big thing is that the Giants, their offensive line was trash last year. Mm -hmm. Like they got better. They got Will Hernandez, and they I think they overrate uh, Solder, who they brought in as well. They way overpaid for him. But I mean, they got better on that line. But by no means are they a good offensive line now. It's not like Zeke came into what was already at least the year before probably the best offensive line in the league. Now, in 2016, they were probably just as good, if not better. Last year, they stepped off, but it, it was a completely different situation. So not only was Zeke, I think, better, but he got to come into a much better situation, whereas Saquon, he might be, he might still be very good. I could be wrong. He could actually be mm-hmm. in the ballpark of Zeke where he's close. I don't, th- again, I don't think he's better just mm-hmm. from what I've seen. 
but he might be closer than I realize. But even then, his situation is nothing the same. Yeah, mm. he ain't no damn Zeke Elliott. I'm sorry, he ain't no damn Zeke, and ain't because Zeke played for the damn Cowboys. I told you, I don't like them damn Buckeyes at all. They get on my damn nerves. I can't stand them for real. But when I saw Ezekiel Elliott, I said I want him. I would watch the games just to watch him because he would to me was like, damn, that's a type of back guy. You, he's just a one of a t- t- guy, one of a kind type back. He's just when you watch him run. Not many backs can do what he does. Not many backs can go in that hole and do what he does. And it, he's big, and, you know, we can jump on that. I don't know if you want to talk about it, DDP, where uh, Fournette called him, a, told him to get his uh, fat ass a treadmill when he's talking about his birthday. Well, Zeke said his birthday was coming up. Boy, that boy about 235, maybe 240. But I'm going to tell you, he's still an animal and a dog. And you see when he put that weight on you and knocks you down and still yeah. gets past you and skirts, you're going to feel that power. That's solid man now. That's yeah. not the college body anymore. That's solid grown man now. And you better watch out because Zeke is going to hurt you. The path of Abs- the righteous man. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. The start of last year, yeah, there's no doubt Zeke came in. And he clearly was bothered by the whole investigation right. and all of that looming over him. You saw that in All or Nothing. And, yeah, he, he wasn't in great shape. We, we all joked about it, how he wasn't – he was still wearing the belly shirt, but it, it was a really – it really was a belly shirt at that point. It wasn't the shredded six-pack that we saw at Ohio State. And, like, the when he was drafted, he, he rolled up the, the suit shirt and everything and the, all that, mm-hmm. the button-up. That was, that was funny, too. It wasn't that – version of seek we had the first few weeks but i do think that i think that's in the past now and i think that's just a shot by fournette because fournette has been salty ever since he saw his madden rating the other day right wow. he wanted them to take him out of the take game because he was salty over his 87 rating wow really do mm-hmm. hey, Zeke got a 92 that's what it is they, they were saying uh rashawn salam uh Yes, Rashawn Salam. Yes, and that's from. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give him his his, his credit. That no, uh, Rashawn. I'll go ahead and give him his credit. I'm sorry. Uh, let me see what his name is. Lost one or one one or something like that. I can't. I can't his name ran away from me. Yes, I forgot uh, about Rashawn Salam because he won the Heisman. I think he committed suicide. Wow. One, yes, I think. one 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 lost one. That's his YouTube name. Shout out to that YouTube. Shout name. out. Shout out. One one lost one. That's his Rashawn YouTube. Salam, I remember because he, he had Salam. an upright. Upside, upright running style. What team he played for, fam? Chicago Bears. Hmm. Boy, you know. I think he, his first year he got over a thousand yards. They thought he was going to be a who's who, and then he fell off right after that. Fizzled out in the league within a couple years, and then, like I said, I think he committed suicide about four or five years ago. Dang, dang. Mm. And speaking of media hype, I seen. Our, 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 is this our last category? Uh, DDP. Yeah, uh, that's the last one I got drawn up here for the run sheet. So, yes, Earl Thomas talk. Uh, I'll let you lead off on that, Law. Hey, I think he was either one of you guys. You said, damn if he do, damn if he don't. And uh, at this point, uh, I think that Seattle is trying to get one last haymaker for Jerry Jones to do like a Joey Galloway type of move. And that's not going to happen. I -hmm. think that Stephen Jones is running this operation now. And Stephen Jones is like, hey, I'm not finna touch this man with a ten foot pole for that that you're asking. Maybe I think I can consider a third round, but think about this, uh, Seattle Seahawks. He's gonna walk anyway next year, and the highest you're gonna get it from the compensatory is a third round draft pick. Why not go ahead and settle your debt with with us now, 
and move on before all of that information, all of the turmoil, all of the blood, sweat, and tears is put out there in the Seattle franchise, seeing him not practicing because he's not going to go to practice without a, either. I think he said he's not going to practice either they give him an extension or they allow him to trade, so he's not going to come out there, right? Uh, I, I yeah. think I think he they all say that they always sure, say that. But, they yeah. all say that until them fines start hitting that ass. Not only that, do, he think he gonna do an Aaron Donald? He gonna man? They all going to camp, man. Man, they ain't gonna sit out them. Man, you know how big them fines are? Them daily fines. Them is like eighty thousand eighty thousand dollars a day. They're Not only that. He's set to make ten million this year. So even Ooh. if he did make it to the regular season, do you realize how big those game checks he's going to be missing are? He ain't doing that. He's not. He won't Seattle take it that far. Though. How foolish Seattle! Now he look, he can come know. back and report, but that doesn't mean he has to sign a new deal. Right. Like that, that's the part that's interesting. What what drives me crazy of this Go story ahead. and why I mentioned it and I, I posted on this on the Facebook page the other day. Uh, I, I guess yesterday. My days are blending together. I've been working like crazy. Uh, but what, what drove me crazy about it was the report that I, I think it was someone in the star told the, the athletic DFW that it, all the hype was just media driven. Like there, there wasn't anything to the story because Seattle wasn't just going to give him away and they weren't going to overpay to which I'm that, that drove me insane because I'm like, you realize the only person really driving this story forward in the last couple of weeks is Earl Thomas, right? He's posting on Instagram, mentioning specifically, pay me or trade me, pay me or trade me. He's following the Cowboys on Instagram. like, And I get it. He's trying to angle for a bigger deal. But the only reason this is even showing up in the news right now and the reason this story resurfaced after it finally went a little bit quiet for like four days is because Earl Thomas is digging it up. Mm -hmm. So to then say like, oh, well, it, it, the media talking about it is is like blowing this out of proportion they're just reporting on what's happening. It's like to me saying it's like a media driven story is to say there's like nothing there and the media's fabricating it. Like they're made up a story out of nothing to give them something to talk about. But there's literally a bead on this story that they're following back to the thing and they're looking at it. And there are other sources in the, in the star who say the opposite, who say that their gut feeling is that Earl Thomas will be a cowboy come week one. I, Personally, at this point, I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, either do it or don't. Right. Like, I'm honestly tired of talking about it, but I, at the same time, I'm frustrated when people act like we're insane and like we're just trying to make stuff up, like like we're doing clickbait, basically, right? I hate that insinuation when all we're doing is talking about the actual story that's out there and giving new developments pertaining to it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something there. There is some kind of fire to the smoke, whether it's going to be like a wildfire that actually leads to something or it's just going to be like, you know, a little patch of grass that just burns itself out after a week. I don't, I, or not a week, whatever. I'm all over the place now, but you get, you get the idea. I, I got mad about that because I think that it's, I think that it's just like uh, condescending towards the people talking about it and disregarding it like a smoke screen. Yes, indeed, man. So shoot, I'm just kind of wait for this thing to just, just be over with, you know, I'm on your, I'm on the same page that, that you're on in Big Game James. Just just let this thing just be over with and let's just go ahead and move on, you know. And, and, or we can just look at other guys. Will the drop off be that much difference if you go out there and get an Eric Reed, a Trey Boston? You know, if you have Chris Richard, you trust him. You trust what he can do. I'm not calling them guys Earl Thomas, but would the drop off be that much? 
<clears throat> now, from an age factor, you're looking at a, a Eric Reed. He's still uh, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. The, problem, the problem with Reed is he's tied to the anthem protest. You know he's not coming. Everybody should know he ain't coming. As soon as he, yeah. anybody who did any kind of knee, anything is not coming to Dallas. Half and you know knee. that. <laughs> Half said, a knee. He said any type of knee. knee. If you faked a knee like you was about to do it and you, and you stood back up, you ain't coming. Because you faked it. He caught you on tape and you act like you was going to do it. So you ain't coming neither. You Perfect counter. Perfect counter defense. When the other team's about to kneel the ball to run out the clock, if you're the defense, just start singing the national anthem, he'll at least get fined. That's how you strike back. You beat us, but you're losing money. You're losing money. I I think that, uh, to me personally, I think Jerry Jones really don't matter about that. I think that he still got bills to pay. He don't own the star. And uh, as soon as he started talking about the protest stuff, we know that the Ford Motor Company and all of the sponsorship start, start talking like, well, hey, they start looking at their nails and like, are we going to um, pull off sponsorship and you're going to have to pay for this yourself. So wow. you make the it's choice, America's Jerry. team. It's yeah, America's I think team. that's exactly America. That's it's, what it says. It's yeah. America's team, the flag. It stays, stands for all that. And this is like the last team that and Texas is real prideful on that. Mm-hmm. They don't be getting down like that. Y'all know y'all out there. They don't get down like that, man, with that flag stuff. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, but it would just be so nice if we can get that guy on his team. I, I like his skill set. I like his track to the ball. He ain't, ain't coming. Hey, ball. I got a, I got a specific coming. question Go for ahead. you guys. Um, so some of the other safeties, well, I know we've already talked about Eric mm-hmm. Reed and why that's not happening. I also think Kenny Vaccaro is not happening. I've seen people ask about him as well. What about Trey Boston? He was with the Chargers on a one-year deal last year, and after the, uh, before that he was four years, his rookie deal with the Panthers. He had five interceptions last year. How come there isn't talk of him? He's 25 years old. He's 25 too, man. 25 with five picks last year. That's the guy that I don't quite understand why there's not at least interest. And safeties can play at least until they 32, 33. Just think about that, yeah, guys. I mean, I don't know. I honestly can't. You have five interceptions. I don't understand why not somebody's messing with you. I think a lot of teams just feel like we good what we have. You look yeah. at the Cowboys. I mean, you hear what Stephen Jones says. We like what we have. And when you like what you have, you don't feel like you need to jump out there and add more to it. They want to get their young guys developing. Kayvon Frazier, Jeff Heath, all those guys, they want those guys developing. They want Xavier Woods to develop. They draft them. That is the mindset. To me, it seems like with Stephen Jones, the scouting department, Willie McClay, all those guys, we draft these guys. These guys got to play. But they don't you, know want- what, you know what my biggest fear big game, James? What's up? If we go out there and do like the same damn thing we did last year, we go out there and go get a Robert Blanton. And then all of a sudden I'm doing, thank you for tuning in to the Low Nation Film Session. Right. Take a deeper look at Robert Blanton. He can do this and do that. You know damn well he ain't going to be on a team. You know damn well he ain't making a team. He ain't making a team. He (laughs) ain't making a film session. I don't want to do a Robert Blanton film session. I want to do a Trey Boston film session. If you're going to get somebody legit. Yeah. You guys want to Okay, so last year – uh, with the Chargers, uh, he had let's see, sixteen games started, fifteen of the sixteen, five interceptions returned for forty nine yards, uh, had one that was twenty five yards, passes deflected or defended, uh, I guess defended in this case, eight. He had fifty six tackles, twenty three assists, and so averaged basically seven a game. Let's see, for his career, 58 games, 31 starts, eight interceptions, 102, 162 yards returning those interceptions. Has a touchdown. He a head case? 
I, I don't know. A touchdown with a long of 84 and 19 passes defended. Two sacks, 131 tackles, 52 assisted. That's some stats there, bro. Hey, man, Trey Boston, man, please. Jerry Jones, somebody, man, reach out to Trey Boston's agent. But this is the thing. This is what I'm thinking that they're trying to do. You know you got to guarantee these veteran contracts through the life of the whole year if you sign them now. But after week one, you can sign a veteran and his contract is not guaranteed. Maybe they snake bitten about these players. Maybe they sitting back saying to themselves, if we go out there and get a trade Boston, we would not understand what, what the possibility of an Earl Thomas maybe. Or maybe we'll stunt the growth of a Xavier Woods and Jeff Heath. Maybe that's what the angle they're looking at. Maybe they really in love with the uh, – the the, uh, the Tyree Robinsons, the Cam Kellys, and the Kyle Q. Maybe they're in love with those guys. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything jumping out looking into Trayvon Boston here as to why he might be like that. But he had three years with Carolina and one with the Chargers last year. Mm. And I don't. I don't see anything that would be in a, something alarming. He's six foot two oh four, so slightly undersized, but no more so than Earl. Yeah. Same size as, as, as Woods. Shout out to Jay Reese again for making a donation to help grow the nation. He said, we're talking DBs. We need to be looking at the wide receivers. Yeah, there, there's mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot there for sure. Uh, also, shout out Columbus Jones over here in the Dallas Prospect Facebook page. What up, Columbus Jones? That's my Alaska guy. Yes. Oh, is. yeah? Yeah, Columbus. Uh, he, was, fun- he, chimed in, he chimed in earlier saying that uh, – talking about i guess demarco saying the defenses were afraid to tackle demarco because he punished the defender anytime he got the ball that's a good point he was a physical runner he didn't try to run he he does the same thing now oh yeah zeke yeah zeke's introduction against seattle who was that cam chancellor right yeah Yeah. he that's when you knew i mean we all watched that game like when we all felt it's always been the seattle seahawks to me that's kind of brought us back to life when right. We went into and, Seattle and, and beat the Packers him. who kill us. Yeah, the Packers. But when that preseason game, when we had Dak and Zeke back there, and remember, Zeke had that little hamstring injury, and he wasn't playing those first couple of games, and everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, here we go. What's going on with Zeke?" That was the first game he was playing, and it was the third preseason game, so that was the starter game. And when you saw Zeke getting those first couple of runs, getting through that line, you can't tell me you weren't. I was jumping up and down. I was jumping up and down. I was screaming. And when he did that move and squared up and hit Cam Chancellor, right. dog, I was like, we're back. We're <laughs> back. You better watch out. This, this is real. And then the way Dak was throwing that ball, he threw that that pass to uh, Whitney for the touchdown. It was like it uh, was lasered over somebody's hand. I'm like, okay, we got a quarterback. So if, if Romo don't come back, I'm feeling good. And, and that's just the way I've been feeling since. I don't feel – uh, any any different? I think Dak is going to be good this year. I think it's going to be back, twenty sixteen back. I think Dak is going to uh, is going to ball out. I, I feel like a dude like that just doesn't fall off and get terrible. I just don't see that. Yeah, let me ask you this. Let me tell you guys this one thing, and just to answer uh, Jay Reese's question too as well. I'm thinking that really, if you look back at this team, what, what up, we going to do, Alaska? Yeah, shout out to you. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, run, run, play action. New set of downs, run, run, play action, new set of downs, jet sweep, run, run, 
play action, play action, play action. I feel like you're Run. saying something about us being predictable. You can say predictable, but, you know, you got to stop that run, man. And then as soon as you try to think you can stop that run, that play action to open up so many things, which these wide receivers, we, we talked about the short area quickness. We talked about the Tavon Austin. If you sprinkle that in, and think about this, too. Let's just think about this. What was so unique about Jimmy Jimmy Johnson's defense and offense? What was unique? It's more so his defense, right? Was his offense was just like you special? Big game, James. Can you remember? What was so unique about his defenses? No, 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 not his defense. I made a mistake and said that. But what was unique about his offense? Because I knew his defense was stellar. What was unique about his offense? I mean, to me, what was unique about I don't know. To me, in my heart, uh, was that run game. Uh, that run game. He pounded you out with, I mean, you knew when we started out, I mean, we had Troy Aikman. I mean, I watched Aikman, and he could throw that damn ball. But we ran the ball with Emmitt Smith. Like, you knew we were going to start. That's how we dictated the game. We dictated the game with Emmitt Smith. And then after we killed you with a couple downs, Emmitt got that five-yard, maybe eight-yard game. Now we got the first down, right? Now that defense is thing we're going. Here go that play action. Boom. Uh, There you go. Let's go ahead and hit a Nova check over the middle. Cool. Ooh, let me give a quick uh, toss sweep. Mm, Emmett, bam. Screen, mm, uh, run, uh, play action, deep, Michael Irvin. You feel me? It's like right. you don't know what we're going to do. You know, you don't know what we're going to do because it all is predicated on that run because when you got a, that line that we had and a, a running back who you had to fear, you don't know what the hell you're going to do, and that makes it so much better. It makes it so much easier in life for a quarterback when you have that threat. And we forgot There's one other thing. We, we, had, we had that moose that would peel you out, that, that linebacker saying, damn, I got to hit. You know, the game, I always talk about the aggressor always win, right? But moose would just say, okay, that guy right there, mm-hmm. I'm coming moose. right to him. Moose, because even if he didn't do, do anything on that play, he's going to at least – tap that linebacker and that linebacker is all about fractions of seconds and Emmett was so small that you don't know where he's going to go but he's looking for moose he's like man where that moose at because he finna peel me he finna peel me so I'm thinking if we go back to that I know it's it's the new age football and there's more teams that are, are designed to set to stop the pass versus stop the run and I think that that can work into our favor you know but this is the only thing this is the only thing big game James and uh, DDP the teams that's in our division, they did draft to stop the run. And they right. did pick up players to stop the run. If you look at the uh, the, the Sheagles, I mean the Filthy, I mean whatever you call them. <laughs> look at their front four. They are mm-hmm. designed to stop the run, right? And then you saw what the uh, the, the, the Redskins, they, you right. saw what they drafted. They drafted yeah. teams, they drafted guys to stop the run. But yeah, outside of that, I'm still happy because we were 5-1 and one in our division last year. Wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't we 5-1? and one? Everybody calling us trash nine and seven, but we were still five and one. To me personally, what was the Eagles' record in the division? Let's see. They lost one to us. I think they just lost the one to us. I don't think they They're lost. Five and yeah. one to they won because well. yeah, they won the division. They yeah, won the division. really. I'm just talking I mean, about division we were, as a whole. We so, were five and one, but that last game meant nothing to right, them. Just right, like in right, 2016, right, right, it meant right, nothing right. to us. Right, right. right. I, I, I give you that though. But still, we dominated enough in our division to come back to say to ourselves, with our even with our trash philosophy last year, the, the predictable plays that we had out there. Even with that, if you move that to the side, all we need to do is just become better. At home, because I think that our defense will travel on the road, and I think that we play better on the road. We always anyway. play better on the road. It's just that 
at home. I want everybody in the chat box, everybody that's on Twitter, MySpace, uh, uh, Black Planet, Facebook, everywhere. Those who are out there, I want you guys, when y'all come to the game, don't be sitting down looking pretty. Don't be going out to the uh, concession stand trying to get your drinks and stuff. We need to have this stadium loud, crunk, lit, and ready. That's what I'm saying. You know, we need to be ready and crunk because I don't want us to be sitting back saying, Thanks. Oh, first down. You know, we mm-hmm. need to be out there ready, taking your shirt off. Somebody get into a fighting stance and get <laughs> get pulled out of the stadium type of stuff. Get in the face of the, everybody. We need to have this defense roaring when we hit somebody. When we lay the people, when we lay that wood, when Xavier Woods lay that wood out there on people, or when, uh, what's my guy, number 35, y'all saw that picture of him today? Kayvon Frazier. When he lay that hammer, that anvil out there, we need to be standing up jarring out there talking about defense we need to create a chant somebody need to have it we don't have a chant don't we need we need a chant when we out there at that stadium well we ain't had our swag in a long time though you also gotta find something man even if i had to start it myself because think about it have we really been confident that's why i said in in, in that video i said it's the when's the last time we've been uh, we've been craving for them three and outs like we used to have back in the day. We were craving for them sack fumbles. We've been craving for those interceptions in the fourth quarter to seal the game. We've been craving that. So it's hard to go hard because it's almost feel like you feel the predictability of what's going to happen with your team, giving up them damn leads all the time. Let's go defense. Let's stop giving up leads. It's the mindset to me. You feel yeah, me? It's, right. it's, it's just the mindset. It's It's the mindset. We back in the day when you listen, when you used to listen to Michael Irvin and Troy Eggman, what would they say? They said when we went on that field, we knew we were gonna beat you. Right. Shoot. <laughs> we knew we. I were mean, gonna beat we, you. we knew we were gonna beat you. I mean, and when you don't really believe that you're gonna beat that team, that's when those little mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you m- remember so many times you'd be like, seriously, like we have the weirdest, dumbest play, and it'll just beat us. It mm-hmm. just be feeling like because you could see that we weren't confident. And when you not kind of felt that way when we played against the Chiefs. Remember the Chiefs? You can feel it. And they passed that ball to Tyreek Hill, and he ran it all into the touchdown. Because they were scared. Active versus reactive. Right. You can't play scared. I mean, just like – They tried to wait for him to come to them, Mm. and as a result, you had guys standing flat-footed dealing with one of the best guys in space and a whole team of blockers in front of them. But, yeah, no, I I agree, and that was a really unique look. But that's definitely one of those things as well where – I think it just comes down to the level of prepared. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes they sit back and they wait for something to happen in those situations, and that's why you get those kind of weird plays. But flipping to kind of the offensive point here, I, I think something that kind of gets overlooked still uh, last year was that even before Smith got hurt and, mm-hmm. and missed all those games, the offensive line did not play last year like it did in 2016, like it did in 2015, like it did in 2014. It it was not the same offensive line in that regard. It it had, I get it, a 40% changeover from the previous year, and it was a lesser version of that line. And as a result, you know, we, we praised in 2016 that our attack was a little bit simple, but it was so dominant, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, that's the that's what's so great about it. It is simple, but you can't stop us, so there's less room for error. But as soon as you didn't have that offensive line that was as dominant in that regard, suddenly the number one facet of your offense was much less effective because the line wasn't as effective. And then when you factored in injuries, it got worse and worse, and then the whole machine kind of fell apart. 
But it's one of those things where if this offensive line with Connor Williams steps up and is more like the 2016 offensive line Mm -hmm. or the 2015 offensive line, which I know that was a bad team, but there was nothing wrong with the line that year. If there can be anything like that, this team will have more of a return to what we saw in 2016, even without Des Bryant on the field for the people asking about the receiver uh, situation in that regard. Let me you, let me piggyback off with what you just said on this. Uh, and shout out to Stone Cold Crazy. Cold YouTube, YouTube name. All kinds Stone, of wrestlers in yeah, here. Stone Cold yeah, right. Crazy. Coming man. off the off top, top turn, rope, we're, we're dropping $5. Nah, nah, the, nah, nah, nah. Stone Cold hit you with the stunner. Oh, it's stunner. coming from okay. the stunner. I'm telling, I'm telling everybody I mean, come off the top rope. Coming wow. with the stunner. Talking that's that's about, the macho man thing. <laughs> talking about kicking and putting with the stunner, man. Dropping $5 in the collection plate. Appreciate Ooh, you, bro. Up. This is the thing. I, when you guys go back and watch the all or nothing, right? This is what bottles my mind when you're talking about the offensive line and the running back situation. A lot of people fail to realize this right here. Um, when you practice all week with a certain running back, you got zone running back runners, you got different type of space running back runners and running backs who like to run in between the numbers without it. I think that what happened with that, that continuity and that poise, I'm not trying to make excuses because they did play horrible, but I seen on all of nothing where Zeke would be in court cases or or in trials or or not saying that he's going to be instated, and they have Alfred Morris, and then like two days before the game, they say, "Okay, Zeke, you now can play." You see, yep, and yep. that that messes up so much the 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 the, uh, the planning, and we do know that Jason Garrett, God, Lord bless his heart, but he does not make the proper adjustments at time. Jason Garrett is the type of guy that when he's driving around, he needs the GPS. You snatch the GPS from him, he can't he can't tell you how to get to Highway 35 or 45 or 75. He can't tell you how to get there. You see, he don't even know how to get to the stadium without that GPS. He have to have the GPS running and operating. So when they kept on snatching that GPS, putting it back in, saying, nah, we on this road, nah, take the GPS out, he was just like, didn't he get the team in order? Get, didn't get the team to, to be able to play right, to me personally, what I saw. And then they interject uh, uh, Zeke Elliott or inserted Ezekiel Elliott, and none of this stuff worked out for the team. So I hope that this this year, that now that we see the, cons- the consistency, the rapport with the running back and the offensive line and also the quarterback, we should see a better play just off the top. Law coming off the top with the elbow. Right. It was no silence. It was just he killed everybody. <laughs> Revenge of the Zeke, man. Shout out to you, man. Oak Cliff in the mog. What's going on, man? Yeah, guys in the comments, uh, hit us up with uh, where you're listening from. Yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. I got some people in Silver and Blue asking some questions. Um, mm-hmm. I know um, – a lot of people asking about Randy Gregory. Shout out to Tim Warner. He's another Alaskan guy. Got to give him a shout out. Um, but they were asking about Randy Gregory. Do you really think he makes the team? Is he a guarantee? Is Randy? Because I posed this question Sunday uh, on, on the page, and we we kind of circulated it out. Was Randy Gregory a lock to make the fifty-three man roster? What yes. do you think? I, I think so because he's got because of his suspensions, he has two years left on his deal. And Dallas is going to be determined. They've been so patient and so like understanding of everything he has dealt with. There's no way they cut him right. now, knowing right. they have him for two years. They, they're like, no, no, no. We'll, we'll see when he gets to the end of this contract if we want to commit beyond that. 
But right now, we're trying to get every drop out of this second yeah, rounder we can. Yes, he's there cheap. is. No, yeah, he's exactly. Right exactly. There's no chance they cut him. I don't. I don't even care if he has a bad training camp. There's no chance they cut him. I told him the only way he would ever get cut is if his skills just totally just fell off. Like I said, but that's not possible because not somebody with that kind of. That's a. He's it's his just athletic a, gift. He's, he's just a different. He's a. I'm to me. I'm telling you, he's just a different type of athlete, man, and he's still young. And a guy like that, there's certain players that can do uh, play, leave from the game and try to come back, and they can't do it. They just be done. But there's certain guys like to me, like him, can be away from the game, come right back. The proof was in the pudding in 2017, uh, when I mean, what the last year uh, when he couldn't go. 2016. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. when he missed the whole season, he played the last game against Philly, and you saw what he. I don't care if it was backups in that game. He was still oh. in there balling. He was going against yeah. Peters. Yes. He was going he, against he, all, he was all pro Jason he was, Peters. Yes. He was going against all pro tackle. And he had, what, eight tackles that game? One sack? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in every, that's why we were all jumping up and down, screaming like, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you're in trouble because we got Randy Gregory back. And then they went and hated on him and suspended him again. And I'm like, oh, okay, they don't want us to go Super Bowl. That's when I felt like conspiracy theory popped in my head when that happened. I'm like, because you know damn well Randy Gregory was playing in that damn game against the Packers. It would have been a different story because he would have been after and Mr. Aaron Rodgers. It would have been at least a conspiracy talk. Sack. Computer's ears are burning. I know they're burning, but I mean, come on, man! You don't you don't make a guy eligible miss all year and then make him eligible you. balls out in that Philly game. We all saw. We were all jumping up and down. Don't tell me you weren't when you saw Gregory balling. Now you oh, yeah. were like, yes, yes. Here we yeah. go. We about to whoop your ass, Green Bay, because we got Randy Gregory back. And then absolutely, and we was like, oh, so I, that's I why. That. Yeah, I was like, we, we went 13 and three, and then you add him in on top it's of him. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. We was whooping everybody's ass with Randy Gregory in there. And that's why everybody's excited. So to me, first of all, people who's hated on him in this situation, oh, just cut him. You just need to just back off. Are you, are you true Cowboys fans? Because this man, like you said, DDP, the truest sense of the word, this man had to stay away from the facility mm-hmm. for years. No contact, folks. He does not have allowed any contact with anybody from the Dallas Cowboys. He has to sit there on his own and do this. And just like you said, this wasn't a regular issue. He was dealing with anxiety and depression. When you're dealing with that, people don't understand depression and anxiety is real. And people deal with it in different ways. I'm not saying it's right, but people do deal with it. And just like you said, DDP, you were hitting a lot of things on the nail, like on on point. When you're saying now Goodell has to look at the marijuana issue because some people aren't just smoking weed just to smoke weed. Some people actually are using it. There's medical marijuana out here in Ohio now. A friend of mine has the medical medical marijuana card. It's real. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's real. So it can be if it's real in the workforce out here, that's a workforce. Even though you're still playing in a sport, it's still a workforce. You're getting a paycheck. Yes, so indeed. why wouldn't that be addressed and looked at a little bit different? So you automatically suspending the guy for something like that when other things like domestic violence are getting lighter sentences, it seems, when you see somebody like that getting huge sentences. It's just kind of an imbalance to me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, indeed. Jay Farm said, uh, Big Game James, we does not treat bipolar or anxiety. Stop, please. Well, I don't know. Mm. 
I don't I don't think it tre- it doesn't treat bipolar, but it absolutely can treat anxiety. It, it <laughs> right. mellows you out. It mellows you out. Like some people, sure, some people get it and they start getting paranoid and stuff. But for a lot of people, yeah, it just mellows you out. It absolutely helps in that regard. It's a plant at the, at the end of the day. At the end of the plant. day, it's uh, it's people just- act like he was, uh, you know, uh, snorting cocaine. And I'm not saying weed is not. Oh, it's illegal still, but it's illegal. It's legal in other states now. So I'm just saying, when you look at something like that, and people are like, oh, blah 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 blah. To me, none of them same people that are smoking blunts behind the TV and pointing mm-hmm. finger at him. So just kind of be happy that he's made it two years away from the game with that even a uh, a bigger a bigger responsibility being outside of the facility and has to pass every drug test for two years. That's damn good for somebody who had failed seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I see encouragement in that. And then when everybody loved Randy Gregory, everybody who list, looked at the team, you never thought he was a bad person. You could just look at him and see he was a good kid. Every They said he's infectious when he's in that locker room. And I feel like that's when you listen to Sean Lee's passion about Randy Gregory, I really feel like in his heart he feels like he's the key too. He said, we need – he said, we need in his letter, we need Randy Gregory in the locker room. I guarantee guarantee you, uh, Big Game James, I would rather have Randy Gregory than a guy that's grabbing women by the crotch. Hell yeah. yeah. Stealing crab legs. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't going to say the man's name. Don't want to denigrate the man's name. But the NFL needs to go look at those rulings. Here's something on that, too, uh, James, what you were talking about with uh, Sean Lee basically saying that they, they need him and everything. I look at the dynamic of that and I see all of Randy Gregory's teammates who went to bat for him, who wrote mm-hmm. letters, like wrote letters, like actual letters. You don't think about that, but that's not a normal thing anymore uh, to the NFL to speak on his behalf, to vouch for him mm-hmm. and his kind of transformation in this last year and change. Then you look on the other side at David Irving and look again to Sean Lee and Sean mm-hmm. Lee basically saying like, you know, you need to be here. You like, we need you here. It, it's a, it's a different thing to me where it seems like Sean Lee's kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm misreading this, but it seems like he's a little bit frustrated with the situation where he's like, look, I, I know you're going through stuff, but we need you here. You need to be practicing and all of that. You need to be here. Cause he wasn't there a lot at the, during the off season. It's not just like mini camp when he was dealing with uh, uh, some of the more recent stuff, like court hearings and stuff for uh, his daughter. So, you, I think you look at just two opposite ends there where the perception is that Randy Gregory is the bad guy and David mm-hmm. Irving, he's a knucklehead or something, whereas you look you look at the guy who's probably the Cowboys' main defensive leader, not necessarily the biggest dog, but certainly like the leader, a leader in that locker room, and he's vouching for one guy while at the same time sort of criticizing the other, I feel. He's admonishing the other yes, one. That perfect I, word. Perfect word. Mm-hmm. And I and I totally agree with what you're saying, DDP, especially the scopes of how you say it. The scopes of how you say it was pretty pretty. I never saw it like that. But the scopes of how you said it um, and how he came at David Irving, because basically what Sean Lee never really says anything about anybody. He doesn't do that. That's what one thing Sean Lee does not do. He's real to me, like one of those people that's stuck on honor, respect. He's really that's deep to him. So I don't feel like he's out to ever disrespect anybody. But when he comes out and says, you know what, we, we basically we need to stop for you, David Irving, to grow up, mm-hmm. um, stop playing around, 
and get your butt here to camp because we need you because we're trying to make something great here and you still keep effing off. That's what I got from Sean Lee saying. Okay. Now, when he goes to Randy Gregory, he goes, you know what? It's a different situation with Randy because we actually feel like Randy did actually have a real problem, whereas David Irvin, you're creating your problems. Okay, so it's a different situation when you're creating your problems, when you you have a problem and when you see a person who has a problem, has who has the urge to really come back and really want. I bet they really saw Randy Gregor. He really wanted to play. He really wanted to play, but he was just going through those things. So you root for somebody like that and you want somebody back like that. And for somebody to battle back like that and that adversity, Sean Lee is like, yes, I need this man in the locker room because I seen him battle back then the adversity mm. and he's doing it where I see David Irving who it's right in my face and he can't seem to get it together. And it's a totally different situation. David Irving, you need to grow up and I don't want to hear from David Irving. You feel me? Like I don't yeah. want to hear his excuses anymore. I, and then when people try to vouch for him, the first thing they use with David Irving, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off DDP, but Thank I get kind of get heated about it when they, they use David Irving as a crutch of what is getting his daughter. I get that. But you know what? Just because he got his daughter, don't excuse for what the hell he's doing. You know what I'm saying? He still got suspended for four freaking games. If he's on his daughter like that, you still got to feed and provide for your daughter with them checks. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And if you want to go be a model, because I heard that's what you want to do, then that's cool. Then tell everybody. If you don't really care about football, then tell everybody so we so we can understand, so we ain't got to believe in you no more. That's what I want him to say, because that's what I want him to tell the real. Do you really like football? Tell me, because you sound like a Rolando. You seem like a Rolando McClain with me. Ultra talented. Always one of you on the field. But I never thought you liked football. Mm, yeah. Deep. Absolutely. And, you know, for the Sean Lee thing as well, for Sean Lee, you really get the sense that football is borderline everything to him, right? Like he he breathes football. But meanwhile, he looks at a guy in David Irving, six foot seven, two ninety five, and that's a, like a shredded two ninety five. All the ability in the world, but he he just doesn't seem like he's committed, like he's focused. If David Irving cared about his craft and getting better in the way that Sean Lee does. There, he would be one of the biggest, like, biggest stars in the league. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a fact. He'd be one of the best in the league. Fact. Yes, and I think that frustrates Sean Lee because Sean mm-hmm. Lee's now been like, "How long you been here? Right. Like, you're still right. dealing with this." At least this guy had like actual like mental issues and everything right. he was having to deal through, and you know he's battled back now. He's shown he's put it behind him. I still don't see that from you. I right. think that's kind of the vibe. Yeah. That's the that's the perfect that's the that's the total vibe. That's that's the vibe. That's the <laughs> vibe. That's that's what it is right there. Um and it, how, if you're not uh, frustrated as a teammate, I would be frustrated as a player because like you said, they call him the dinosaur, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. He's a he's a abnormal player. You haven't really seen somebody like him and that's why you are sitting there like the Kansas City Chiefs basically let him go for nothing. Mm. Yep. What does that tell you? Speaks volumes, guys. Speaks volumes. Crap, so. Crappy Iowa State. Oh, they were good last year, whatever. Crappy Iowa State kicked him off the team. Like, yeah, it, it's a thing where for a long time, his talent, has, his talent has gotten him to a certain level, but there's always been something that's gotten in the way from him actually breaking through and being consistent. He shows flashes. Like, There needs to be a nickname for him that like something to the equivalent of like, you know, a flash in the pan or something like that, because that's all you get from him. You get that. 
Last year, if he had been able to, if he hadn't been suspended the four games, I mean, we know what he did last year, right? Eight games, seven and a half sacks. That's legit. But you missed the first four with suspension. You'll miss the last four, granted a concussion. But you played half the season. You were brilliant for half the season. But hey, half the season, where were you? Mm. Half that's when on we you. needed you. Where when we needed, when we needed you. You feel me? When we needed you, where were you? And that's you. you you're getting a theme right here, DDP. You said this, this. This. Where were you? That's what I'm hearing. We needed you last year. Where were you? We need you this year, like Sean Lee is saying again. And guess what? Where are you? We're suspended you? again. Yes, Another year of the same thing with you, and even when you weren't suspended, Rob Marinelli was saying the same thing. Every what was the key word with David Irvin when he got here? Consistency, consistency, mm-hmm. consistency. He can never be consistent, and everybody in that building is frustrated. So now I think people should start believing when they were talking about the stories behind the scene when everybody was saying that. The staff is frustrated with David Irving because everybody else is here working out. Where are you? <laughs> Deep yes, stuff, sir. man. The kid pulled a stop sign out of the ground up an hour. Just yep. pulled it up. That's just strength, man. But uh, we do know that uh, we want to see results. We, we understand oh, you got all these reasonings, but we want to see results. So with that being said, man, any other topics before we roll up out of here like dice? I think I've pretty much hit the full run sheet for what I got. Yes, indeed. So, well, with that being said, Big Game James, tell them where they can find you at and all this good stuff. But hold on, hold on. Before we go there, thank you, everybody, for tuning in on on this side of the world. Shout out to those that's in the chat box. Shout out to uh, uh, Miss Jackie. I see you, Jay Farm. I shout out to you, man. Although you in there, you be spitting grime up in there, man. You be spitting some flame up in that chat box, man. Salute to you, Joey S and Kelly Boy Fan eighty five. Shout out to you and and David Blanderin. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, James, tell them where they can find you. Hey, you can just check me out on uh, Facebook. That's where we really popping right now. Uh, also, uh, Silver and Blue Nation Facebook. Our show is every Sunday around three thirty uh, to five. All fan interactive. We kick it. We have a good time. Uh, guests call in. You can call in. We chop it up. It's just a good time. So make sure you check that out every Sunday. It's one of the top interactive fan shows out there, and you really love it. Have a good time. We're always trying to do stuff, new stuff. And uh, I think you'll like it. Uh, also, you can check us out Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We got the YouTube growing. Definitely like the YouTube page if you can. Um, just trying to, you know, trying to grow in that area. Big Game James was me. I'm on Facebook right now. You can like the page I'm, every day. Just throwing out good cowboy stuff is whatever on the page. Just don't be disrespectful. You get banned. And make sure you check out the YouTube page. It will be coming soon um, through a theater near you. And make sure you try to holler at Oxner because I'm going to be down there uh, for training camp trying to get these days together so we can get some of that good uh, footage um, for the people. Yes, indeed, man. That's some good stuff, man. And uh, you guys know where I'm at. You know, just follow me on uh, Laws Nations on uh, any outlet, uh, whether it be Instagram, uh, even the uh, the platforms as far as iTunes and podcasts like uh, SoundCloud. Just type in Law Nation and you should see either my face or my logo. And uh, also I'm on uh, Phantom 2 as well, uh, EBSN and uh, Silver and Blue and Big Game James. You will see uh, most of my posts there. Uh, I try to interact. I try to read everybody's comments. 
so even after this post here i'm going to go back and read through the comments read through the uh the, the chat logs and things like that and see what's on your mind uh look for the film to come out too as well tonight later on uh, it's going to be uh lance lenore a film session that's going to that's come out that's a good one yeah it's going to be i'm going to show you guys some insights and what he brings to the table uh just just keep continue to subscribe hit the notification button smash it hulk rage cowboys smash the hulk the like button just hit it up man and don't forget the best thing you can do is like i said comment share this content tell a friend a troll a foe let them know too as well that hey this guy that don't look like james Harden, right (laughs) 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 but this guy that looked like james Harden or james Harden look like me i guess a little bit but this is your brother from another mother no other i don't look like danny glover though uh just tell them about my page and uh Tell them uh, that I talk Cowboys all day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you guys can find me on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, We've been popping here on the YouTube channel the past month or so. I think we're up to like 1130s. uh, I don't know. Something like that. Closing in on 1150. I know that. Um, And had a a nice flood of basketball uh, subs lately and everything been putting out a lot more mavericks and general nba content uh, i'm gonna be out of town this weekend so that's gonna make it tough to cover some of the stuff that broke today but mm-hmm. all the same check me out there uh also like the facebook page and hey if you really like what i do you know feel free to leave a five star review on facebook i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna be mad at you unless you leave right. a four star review or less in which case mm-hmm. uh, just don't worry about it i don't even do but, it yeah. Also, uh, don't forget to check out the website, thedallasprospect.com, your home for all things Dallas sports and pop culture. We cover Cowboys. We cover Mavericks. We're working to cover more on Rangers, Stars, and all of that as well. But, hey, we also got Big 12 football and other great things like music reviews, interviews, gaming, all sorts of things like that. So that's your place to be. That is your home for everything. Yes, indeed. And remember... You guys are listening to nothing but the best. Salute. Also, every legend was once, once a prospect. A prospect, indeed. Yes, indeed. So check out their website, guys. Thank those for who made the donation to help grow the nation. It's always a plum, pleasing pleasure. Thank you, guys. We out. Peace. Salute. Peace. We still alive? Yeah, we still alive like 95. We're in the intro oh, go out. <laughs> you're holding us. You're holding us captive now. Right. <laughs> he wants us to be like, man, I hate so and so in the comments. <laughs> <laughs>